Okay, Bokr Tov, today's daf is daf Yud Gimel in Psachim. We learn for a four slam of Fatova, Miriam Bastvar, Mendel, Dovra Cohen, Ben Bluma, Tzina Rocho, his son Yaakov Cohen, Ben Zlatamalka, and his daughter Yardena Bas Zlatamalka. <clears throat> so we had a machlokas back in the Mishnah the day before yesterday between Rameyer and Rabbi Yehuda as to when do you stop uh, eating chametz. Rameyer said you can eat chametz until 11 o'clock in the morning. That's, in other words, until five hours are completed. Rabbi said, no, only eat it till the fourth hour. In the fifth hour, you could have, I know you could sell it. You don't burn it yet, but it's a sort of suspended. You can't eat it. You can't eat it past the fourth hour. In other words, after 10 o'clock in the morning, you don't eat an air of Pesach, you don't eat chametz. But they both agree you burn at the beginning of the sixth hour. We had a third sheet of Ramalil at the end of the Mishnah. Ramalil said, well, it depends. Truma, you could eat the whole fifth hour because you don't want to burn, you're not supposed to burn, as an issue to burn Truma while it's still edible. So Truma, you eat the whole fifth hour as well. He agrees with, with uh, Rabbi Huda that regular chulin can only be eaten until the fourth hour. Everybody agrees that you burn it at the beginning of the sixth hour. Midarais, you got to burn it at the, at the seventh hour, meaning at noon. But Mirabona, you burn it an hour before, as we said yesterday, for the many reasons that you shouldn't come to be over on Bayura Bay Matzah, having it after, or even if you're not over Bayura Bay Matzah, but it's, also, it's supposed to be burnt by, uh, it's supposed to be destroyed by, by noon. So, no, you shouldn't come to it. The Rabbanan said you should do it an hour earlier because of mistakes, uh, cloudy days, etc. Now the Gemara says at the top of Yagimel on the third, uh, second line, Amrav Nachman Amarav, Halach Rabbi Yehuda, Halach is like Rabbi Yehuda. You have to get, you, can, you cannot eat chametz past 10 o'clock in the morning, the fourth hour. Amrle, end of the fourth hour. Amrle, Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman, V'neim Amar Halach Why do you say that? Why don't you say Halach like Rameir? You should be able to eat chametz until the fifth, through the fifth hour, until 11 a.m. Why? This, uh, why? The Sassam Lantana Kabase, because the Tana in the next mission, in the next parak, we start the next parak in the second parak of Kol Shah, it's Mashma, that's a Stam Mishnah's Mashma like, like Rav Meir. Why is that? It says, Kol Shah Mutulechol, as long as it's Mutter to eat, Machel, you can give it to your animals, and as you could have enough from it. That would go like Rav Meir. Rav Meir says, till the fifth hour, you could eat it, and you can give it to your animals. According to Rav as long as you, it, it, it doesn't make sense, because according to Rabbi says you could still eat it, you could eat it till the fourth hour, but you can give it to your animals, you could have an awe through the fifth hour. So that mission doesn't go like Rabbi Yehuda. In fact, Rabbi Yehuda is the bar plukt in the mission over there, right? Uh, in a different aspect, but the mission is the beginning of that mission says, Kol Shah on Chafalov, Kol Shah Shemutulechol, Machal Behemel Chayav Ofa, Smachal Nechim Mutam Rasa. Doesn't seem to be a Machlok. Rabbi Yehuda says, talk about Bir Chametz and Shreifa, how do you how to actually burn it? That's the second part of the mission, but the first part of the mission is a Stam Mishnah Chor. It's an anonymous mission, which usually you Paskin like. And that mission seems to say, like her mayor, that you can eat it as long as you can have an awe. You can have an awe as long as you can eat it. They go together. And therefore, that's Mashma like Rameir. So why do you say, why does uh, Rav, it's Rav Nachman, Omar Rav, why do you say it goes like a Behuda? Part of the mission is Mashma the next Mishnah, or the mission of the next Perak, like Rav Meir. The answer is how he left Stami. It's not a Stam Mishnah. You know why? Because, it, it, in other words, it's not a Stam Mishnah. It is a Stam Mishnah, but it's not Stam in the sense that we paskin like an authorless Mishnah. Mishim the Kasha Mutter. The word mutter in that mission doesn't make sense. If you look at the mission of Chafal, it says, Kol mutter lechol. As long as it's mutter to eat it, you're allowed to give it to your animals. Machel. Why does it say, Kol mutter lechol? Just say, Kol Shoshem Machel. Whenever you could eat it, you could also give it to your animals. In other words, having an awe and eating it 
are are t- are together the same time period. What's mutter for one is mutter of the other. What's that shemutter? So the Gemara there says shemutter sounds as long as it's mutter in one case, then you could also have a non another case. Meaning, it sounds more not necessarily like Reb Meir, but rather sounds like Reb Gamliel. Reb Gamliel said in the Mishnah, he said what that chulin you could eat till the fourth hour, right? truma you could eat in the fifth hour, and then of course you could have a non the fifth hour. So, uh, so he says, that Mishnah is more like Reb Meliel. Why? Because as long as it's mutter, as long as it's mutter for one guy, meaning as long as it's mutter for a Kohen to eat truma, then it's mutter for you to give it to your animals. That means in the, hour, in the fifth hour, between 10 and 11 a.m., as long as it's mutter for a Kohen to eat it. Why? Because Reb Meliel is the one who makes this difference about a Kohen. Reb Yehuda and, and, and Reb Meir don't make any such difference. Reb Meir says, listen, you can eat till 11 o'clock. Reb Yehuda says, no, you can eat 10, 10 o'clock, period, whatever the food is. Reb comes along to say, you know what? Truma, because we don't want to destroy it when it's mutter to be eat, it's also to destroy truma, which is tahar. So you know what? Give them another hour. And that hour is also time when you could, everybody agrees you could give it to your animals. So that Mishnah sounds like Reb Meir, as long as it's mutter for somebody else to eat it, Right, so that's what the Gemara explains. But it's not mutter for somebody else to eat. It. Meaning, for a kohen to eat it, you Yisrael can give it to your animals. You can give your your chametz to your animals. So, in other words, the Gemara now says here, back on Yud Gimel, Mishim Dekasha Mutter, and therefore we came out that the mission really goes like Gamliel. So the Gemara says, "Vene Malch Gamliel." So say, "Lachzak Gamliel." That that's a stam mission on Chaf Aleph. Goes like Gamliel. So say, "Lachzak Gamliel." That what you can eat truma until the fifth hour, but not everything else only until the fourth hour. Because he's the compromise position, right? Rameyer says you can eat everything until 11, till, till 11 o'clock. Rabbi says you can only eat until 10 o'clock. He says it depends. Uh, um, uh, if it's true, you can eat until 11. If it's chun, you can eat till 10. The har, he's the compromise position. Amalei, so he answered, he's not a compromise position. That's his own shita. Some say that Rameyer was actually in an earlier generation before Rabbi Rameyer, so he couldn't have been machriya between the two of them. He couldn't be a compromise position. But Rashi, whenever you have this idea of Zalav uh, Machriya, Rashi explains it like this. Rashi says, look, if, if Rameyer and Rabbi Yudah would be talking specifically about Chulin and Truma individually, and Rabbi Yudah would say, listen, Truma can only be eaten until 10 o'clock, just like Chulin. And Romero says, no, 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 no. Truma and Hulan can be eaten until 11 o'clock. So then, Rabbi Gamliel could be a compromised position. And usually you go like the compromised position, like we have The third plus guess to sort of be a compromise. You know what? Not, like, not 100% like you, Rabbi Yuda, who says everything is till 10 o'clock, and not like you, Rabbi who says everything till 11 o'clock, but I'll tell you what, it depends. If it's Truma, I'm going to compromise. Truma till 11, Chulin till 10. That would be a compromised position. But he's not, but Rabbi and Rabbi aren't talking about Chulin and Truma. They're talking about everything. They're just about Stam. Therefore, even though it appears that Malio's position is a, is, a, is a compromised position, it's not really compromised. Compromise is when two people are arguing on two aspects, and I'll tell you what. And in, in, in aspect A, I'll go like you. In aspect B, I'll go like you, like the other guy. That's a compromise position. This isn't as much of a compromise position, although you could see it that way. But the other idea, like I said before, is really was even an earlier generation, so he wasn't the Mechri. He gives his own shita, and therefore... Therefore, in the issue, therefore, we're not going, Gamaliel's not really the Machri over here. So, therefore, that, uh, so, so, therefore, so, why don't you say anyway that Allah is Gamaliel, but Allah is like Gamaliel, at least when it comes to Chulun, that Chulun, which is most of the food, can only be eaten until 10 o'clock in the morning, and that's Rabbi Yudashita. So, in any case, though, Rab did seem to say that Allah is like Rabbi Yudah. 
right? Uh, I'll tell you what, Rob, I'll tell you why Rob said it. The reason why Rob said it is not because he got a basis. So what we, the question is, what was his basis? The next mission? The next mission goes like a mayor? No, it doesn't really go like a mayor. It goes like a mleel. So say it goes like a mleel. Not really 100%. He's not really the machri over there. Not so clear. Or I'll tell you, where did Rob get it from? When, he, when Rob said it's halacha, you can only eat uh, till 10 o'clock in the morning. The tanya from, he got it from this b'raise, the tanya. Let's say, you know, it happens very often that um, Arab Pesach is on Shabbos, right? So on Shabbos, of course, you know, you can't burn chametz, right? You can't make a fire on, Arab, on, on Shabbos. So what do we do? What do we do with chametz? So we burn some the day before, right? We do it the day before, okay? And whatever chametz is left, you got to make a, you have to have a suda, you eat it up or you throw it down the toilet, right? You get rid of it, bisman. Fine, so what do you do? Normally, he says, Bavarin is a cold day Shabbos. So we do the, we do the, we do the, uh, beer chametz before Shabbos. The sorphin and your burn, says the Tanakama, Trumas, Timaeus, Tluyas, Vitoris, all kinds of Truma. Even though Truma, you're not allowed to destroy. Pusik says, Eshmismeris, Trumosai, you've got to guard it. You're not allowed to destroy Truma while it's still edible, while it could be eaten by a coin. But still, because of, it's it's erev Pesach. What are you going to do, right? You can't uh, you can't destroy it on Shabbos. You can't burn it on Shabbos. So even though even though you're not supposed to destroy it while you can, while you can still eat it, still truma even truma not only regular chulin but truma tamea whether it's tome for sure whether it's whether it's uh, it's it's unclean spiritually unclean uh, um, uh, defiled a hundred percent or tlus tlus means we're not sure we're not sure if something tame touched it or not. Or, or if it's tar, even if it's tar, you burn it before. Umashayrin, but minatars, you leave some of the tar truma. Obviously, we're talking about kohanim can eat it. Uh, if in a kohanim family, muzan shtei sudas, you leave enough for shamas for two meals. Obviously, you don't have for shal shudas because shal shudas is in the afternoon, and the afternoon's already on erev Pesach, which is Shabbos over here. You can't have chametz anymore, so you leave enough for the two meals for Friday night and for Shabbos morning. So enough to eat, so you eat until four hours in the morning. So he said that except for the two meals that you leave, just, you know, the bare minimum that you need for Shabbos, you destroy everything before Shabbos, even truma. Even truma, all kinds of truma. Omer lo, so they said to they said to this Rebelazer, Tahoros don't burn the Torah one. I understand you burned the Tomei one. And maybe the Tolin one, the one that the one that's you're not sure, the one that's Talui. But Tar Truma, don't burn. Maybe some Kahanim will show up. Why are you gonna burn it on the Erev Shabbos, which is the day before the day before Pesach, Erev Erev Pesach? Maybe uh, some Kahanim will show up. Now, don't burn it before you have to. Don't get rid of it before you have to. You always have the option on Shabbos of being mavatalit or giving it to your coin uh, animals, whatever, coins, uh, dogs and pets. Why do you have to destroy it so early? What do you mean you think oh, you're going to show up? Who's going to show up on Shabbos up here? It's Shabbos. There's no buses and flights coming in on Shabbos, right? We try to dispense it to any Kohanim we know. There's nobody else around. So if there's nobody here, heir of Shabbos, Let's just leave it bare enough for Shabbos and we'll destroy the rest. Maybe they came before Shabbos and they're right outside the wall. You know, maybe they didn't make it in before Shabbos, the Tchum Shabbos before. If you have to worry about that, maybe some Kohana are going to show up on Shabbos. They're already in, you know, outside the town. Uh, the town. 
you shouldn't burn Tlius either. What does Tlius mean? You're not sure if it's Tommy or not, right? Because it's a Suffolk. You're not sure. If, so, Shemi of Maybe Elio will show up on Erev, on Shabbos morning, uh, Erev Yantif, Shabbos morning, and he'll say that they're Tar. You know, Elio is a Navi. He's not a, a Posik, but he'll tell us what, if it's Tar or Tommy, he'll tell us the facts, right? The facts are that it's Tar, and maybe you shouldn't burn that either. We have a famous line that Elio was has assured everybody that he's not coming. He's not coming on Erev Shabbos or Yantif because everybody will be busy greeting him. They won't be able to prepare for Yantif, prepare their meals. So we already know Elio, you can't ask me about Elio and Navi. Elio is not showing up here Shabbos morning because it's Erev Yantif, right? Okay, so that was the discussion that they had. They didn't leave there. They covered the halacha like him, meaning what he said that you burn everything before before uh, Shabbos, which is erev erev. Uh, you burn it before Shabbos. It means erev Shabbos. Friday was erev erev yantif. Right, you burn everything except for the bare minimum, and you don't leave anything over except for the bare minimum of the two meals. So my love, afilu lechol. When we say the pasuk like him, even in this that he says he said because he said also adal shows you have to eat complete the two meals until ten o'clock. This would be on Shabbos morning, Erev Yantiv. So isn't that mean, maybe that's why Rav, maybe Rav went, like this Tana, this Brisa, who said, like we Paschal, like Rav who said this business about burning it, Erev, Erev Yantiv, including up until, why? Because he said you can only eat two meals, only leave two meals until 10 o'clock Shabbos morning. Amra Pap Mishmed Rebelo, Levire. This is what we said, we Paschal, Rav Lezer, Ben Ish Barsus, Hashem Shem in his Machlokas with the other ones, should you burn Truma before Shabbos, Erev, Erev, Yontif here, or should you wait, maybe some Kohanim will show up. In that sense, we Paschal like him, but not in the sense of the uh, 10 o'clock, maybe you don't get him. So therefore, maybe it's, it's not a proof necessarily that, uh, that, he, that he got it from here, that when Rav said that locha is like Rabbi Yehuda, not sure where he got it from. Maybe did he go like this price or not? Or according to Papa, no, that we don't necessarily see. Maybe maybe they paskin like Rebelezer, only in the sense that you burn it Erev Yantav, not that you not that you have to get rid of it by ten o'clock Shabbos morning. He also says that Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav that the Lach is like Rabbi Yehuda. In other words, we have several sources already that we paskin like Rav, even though they're not 100%. There was a story with a guy, there was a story with some guy, a mafkid we'll call him, he left a saddlebag of chametz with Yochanan Chakukah. We had him before, that was either his name, or he was from that place, whatever. Uh, they, he left a saddlebag of, uh, of chametz uh, with this guy, with the nifgad, with, with Yochanan. And the uh, mice made some holes in it. It was like a leather, leather saddlebag. And some mice made some holes in it. The chametz was falling out, you know, it was crumbling outside. It was coming out of the saddlebag. So Balafne Rebbe. So Yochanan Chakar came for Rebbe and he said, What should I do? It's Erev Pesach. This guy left some chametz with me. Is he gonna show up and eat it? I don't know what he's what should I do? So he came for Rebbe. Shah Rishona in the first hour of the day, six o'clock in the morning, six thirty in the morning. Amalohamton, wait, maybe he'll show up and eat it. Don't uh, don't get rid of the chametz. It's this guy's chametz. He left it with you. Shniya Amalohamton, the second hour he said, wait, Shlish is Amalohamton, Vias Amalohamton. Even at between nine and ten, he said, wait. Chamishis at the fifth hour. Go sell it in the street. Go sell it in the market. In other words, get what you can for it. 
If you wait till noon, it's got to be destroyed. He, he can't have an offer from it either, right? He has, you're not a good shomer for the guy. The guy left it with you. And, uh, you know, what should you do? So he said, go out and sell it. In the fifth hour, I told him to sell it. My love, no, doesn't mean sell it to Goyim because he can't eat it anymore. After, after 10 o'clock in the fifth hour, between 10 and 11, can't eat anymore. You could have a no. So did, did he mean sell it to Goyim? Uh, Karab Yehuda? Pardon? How can he sell something that he doesn't own? Oh, so, oh, very good. He's selling it on behalf of the owner because he's, as we'll see, that's like Hashavah Saveda. If you're holding for something for somebody and you know, as we'll see, fruits, vegetables, things like that, he's out of town. If you don't sell it now and turn it into some cash, it's all going to go rotten. That's considered Hashavah Saveda. You're returning a lost item to him. It's like uh, you know, something that's going to go bad. You have some food that's going to go bad or some animal that's going to die or whatever it's going to be. You're better off get, you know, doing it now. You know, like in Europe when they had one little goat or something in the town, you, know, you kill it while you could still get some of the animal's going to die. You better get something out of it now. So here he was helping the guy, right? Sell it so at least get some money for it. So when he said sell it to the, he said it doesn't mean sell it to a guy because you can't eat it anymore after 10 o'clock. Isn't it also to eat? So he must be selling it to, isn't that what he meant? And that's a proof. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef first said, lo, sell it to a Jew, sell it to Israel, right? Kerab Meir. In other words, when he said sell it in the fifth, why sell it in the fifth? Like Rabbi Meir, Meir says you can eat till 11 o'clock. So why did he say sell it to a Jew? He says, now, better sell it because now I waited, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. He, he hasn't shown up yet. Maybe he'll show up. Maybe the owner will show up. Now it's already 10 o'clock. He hasn't shown up yet. If you wait another hour, it's gone. You got to burn it. So sell it now. So maybe he meant sell it to Israel. So maybe it goes like Romero. That's no proof that he went to Israel. So Abayah said, really, this is what you're, you're asking. He said, well, not Israel. If he, why did he say sell to Israel? Why couldn't he take it himself? Why couldn't this Yochan himself say, okay, I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll take it myself and I'll eat it up now or I'll give it to my animals. Why did he have to sell it in the shuk? Why couldn't he take it himself? Because of suspicion. You don't, do, you don't sell to yourself. This is like, you know, the common thing that happens. Somebody dies and leaves over uh, a house. And one of the children who are going to obviously going to fight with one another, uh, one of the children say, I'll tell you what, I'll buy it. I got an appraisal. It's worth, uh, you know, it's worth a million. I'll buy it and I'll get and I'll and I'll uh, pay you, uh, you know, I'll give you your share. Of course, uh, if you put it on the market, you get a million and a half for it or two million. But that's what always goes on. Right. It's a, it look it looks suspicious if you sell it to yourself because, you know, maybe you're going to, you know, take it at a cheap price, you know, so therefore sell it on the market. Then you'll know you're getting what the, what the fair market value is. The time you got stuck up, let's say, they have, they have no, there's no poor people. The poor people all left town. There's nobody poor here and they have stucca. Now the stucca, usually the small, the small money was given in copper coins. If you leave the copper coins, they'll turn moldy. So you got to turn it into silver, right? So you got to have a, uh, a, an appraisal, right? You know, what, what's the shar? What's the yitzig? What's the, what's the val- value? So it says, part they should exchange it for silver coins with somebody else. Do a fair trade in the, in the, in the market. Then part don't do it to yourself because he'll say, well, listen, you know, uh, I think it's only worth so much. You know, he'll, he'll, he might uh, cheat a little bit. Doesn't look, doesn't look good. Gaboy Tamcha also, let's say the people in charge of the soup kitchen, they have all this food here. And all of a sudden, uh, there's no anium here. Everybody's gone to some place. They've gone to the ball game or whatever. And, uh, and what's going to happen to the food? So, okay, so they could take it to themselves and they'll pay for it. They should sell it to somebody else. Sell it on the market. Take it to the shuk. If you are a gabai of the tzedakah or, or of the uh, a soup kitchen or whatever, if you're in charge, 
you should appear to be innocent. In other words, you got to make it look, you got to have what they call today transparency, you know, right? You got to be transparent. You can't make it look like, well, you know, I took care of it myself. You know, I took it, I took it myself. It's like, you know, people always go and making change in the stucker box. I don't know. You know, you got to have, uh, there's got to be some um, supervision. You know, you can't just do it yourself. It's not fair, right? Many times they say in the Gemara that you have two people in charge of the stucker. You can't have one person. You got to make it look, uh, at least be trans- transparently, it's got to look like it's all being honest. So he couldn't sell it to himself. But in any case, to, to our proof over here, the it's not a proof because maybe he said sell, it, sell it at 10 o'clock because sell it to a Jew. A Jew could still eat it, not like Rabbi Yudah, but rather like Meir. Amalei Rav Adabar Masla, Rabbi Yosef, who had protested and said, no, maybe selling it to a Jew. No. But Feirusham Adlon, remember Rabbi Yosef had gotten sick. He became sick. He took ill and he forgot a lot of his learning and his Talmidim. We have many times Abaya here, Zervada Bar Masna, reminded him, Rebbe, the favorite Shamalan, Say Machlin, so you told us that the story was sell it to a guy, Say Machlin and Nachrim, Machlin Nachrim, can't sell it to a Jew anymore, meaning, like Rabbi Huda, that after 10 o'clock in the morning, you can't eat it anymore. So once it came 10 o'clock in the morning, Erev Pesach, and Yochanan Chakukah had this saddlebag of chametz, so the Rebbe, t- Rebbe told him, go sell it to a guy. Jews can't eat it anymore. That's proof like Rebbe Huda. Why well, like Rebbe Huda? Um, Rebbe Yosef. Kamanos l'hashmaita the Rebbe. This Rebbe says, what? That you sell it in the fifth hour, right? That he told him to sell the garden. But like you say, why should you sell it? It's not yours to sell. But Rebbe said, it's better to save it, you know, get some money for it, to wait till it becomes, rather than waiting till it becomes worth nothing. The Chari goes like Rishim Malil. This of Rebbe goes like Rishim Malil. Let's say somebody left some <coughs> fruits and vegetables with you, and they're going to go bad, right? So the guy left town. He thought he'd go away for a day or two. It turns out his mother was sick, and he couldn't come back or whatever. And the Paris are going bad. They're a little, you know, day by day, they're getting more moldy and rotten, etc. Uh, don't touch them. Tanakam says, don't touch them. It's not yours to sell. Just leave it the way it is. Shemuel says, sell it under the supervision. You know, sell it, uh, go to Bez, let Bezin sell it. In other words, do have a third party. Don't sell it to yourself. Sell it and Bezin, in a, meaning in a, in a transparent manner. Because you're doing the guy a favor. Right now, it's worth $10. If you wait another few days or a week, they'll be worth zero, right? So you're doing the guy a favor. I'm like, so the Chari goes, so Malil, that you're allowed to take it into your own hands to sell, save the guy something. That's how Shabbos Veda. I'm like, Abaya, Abaya said, but <laughs> even the Tanakama who said, if, they go, if they're going bad, you can't sell them anyway. This is the Tanakhama says, don't sell them at all. Only if they're just losing the normal amount that they're losing. You know, if you have fruits, even if you have them in your house, every day one or two go bad. A little bit, a certain amount, a standard amount gets uh, gets lost. Rashi brings down the standard amounts. We brought down Bambatsiya, you know, Tishachat, Sayyakav, and Likor. In other words, there's a certain amount that's that, that's expected to get lost that just gets depleted because of, uh, in under normal conditions, right? If you leave stuff around, it's going to go bad a little bit. But if it's really going to go bad, you know, because, because it's simply to staying too long and the whole thing's going to get lost, everybody agrees you can sell Bezin. So this isn't just like Rebbe saying over here, of course you could sell it. If you don't sell it, if you don't sell it by the sixth hour, it's got to be destroyed. Torah. And uh, about you know by the by noon and even by eleven o'clock, midrabbanon you have to destroy it. So it's asher b'hanah from eleven o'clock on. So if everybody would agree. It's not that Rebbe holds like Rishon Malil. Everybody agrees over here. Listen, you're doing the guy a favor. The guy left some chametz with you. He's a Jew. You're doing him a favor by selling it. At least you're getting you're turning it into some cash rather than being totally lost.
Now, Reb Yehuda, who says that what? That at 10 o'clock in the morning, you have to stop eating. At 11 o'clock, you have to stop selling and having a gnaw. Then you have to burn it, right? So t- until 10 o'clock, you can eat. Till 11 o'clock, you can have a gnaw, give it to your animals, sell it to Goyim, whatever. And at 11 o'clock, you got to burn it. So he said there was even a signal in the base of Migdash that, remember he said that in the mission that they would take two lachme toda, two loaves of toda, of, uh, from a carbon, and they would leave it on a certain pedestal, we'll call it, we'll see on the itztaba, and they would leave it as long as they were both there. That was a sign that it wasn't yet four hours in the day, it was not yet 10 o'clock, and everybody could eat. When one was removed, that means it's already 10 o'clock. You can't eat anymore, but you could sell, you can give to your animals. Once both were removed, you have to burn it. That was the signal. Now, Tanakam Bevodom Rabbi Yudashtechos, Tanakam Rabbi Yudah, Algaba Itzba. So Atana learned in front of Rabbi Yudah, they left him on this Itzba. What's the Itzba? Itzba is usually a colonnade here. It could be a bench in the base of Migdash. They left it there. Amalei, on a bench? You got, everybody's got to see it. Put it in a high spot. Amalei, Bechilat Are you trying to hide them over here to store them? Just the opposite. You want them in the most visible spot possible. So therefore, Tani, Tani Algaga Itzba, don't say, on on the on the uh, on on the back of the itzba, which could be a bench or a, or, or maybe a uh, on a uh, column in the colonnade, but it means on the roof of the colonnade. In other words, in the base of Migdash, there were colonnades there with columns and columns all the way around. And Rashi says they had a roof on top that was really like a portico because it was open on the sides. It wasn't all walled in. It was just a bunch of columns, but they had a roof on top because of the rain. So, uh, so therefore, you put it on the roof. On the roof already was more visible to the Hamonam. Amr Achba, Amr Abiyuda, Harabayis. The Harabayis, we learned this in other places in Shas, was Stavkafel was a double colonnade. And Harabayis was a double colonnade. Tanya Namiachi, Harabayis, Stavkafel was a double colonnade. Rabbiud Amr, Istavnis Haisek. It was called Istavnis. What does that mean? Stav Lefnimistav. One colonnade inside another colonnade. And it was like a double colonnade. One column. Of, of one row of columns and another row within that. And they put this on top. Now, what he said was that they used the, we used um, the two chalos of a carbon toda. Now, we've explained many times a carbon toda is a, a Thanksgiving. That's why we give um, just at Thanksgiving, right? We also, we bench gomel. That's also like a toda we do today, right? You do, you bring a toda. Now, we know that you don't bring a toda on which we say mizmor soda every day in davening. We don't say it on Erev Pe- on Pesach. We don't say it on Pesach. We don't say it on Erev Pesach because they didn't bring a carbon Pesach on. They didn't bring a carbon toda on Erev Pesach, and we'll see why. The carbon toda had forty chalos that accompanied it. Thirty were made out of matzah. Ten there were four different species of the bread, meaning not species, but they were made differently, right? Different kinds. Ten of them, ten out of the forty, were chametz. And therefore, you don't bring a carbon toda on Pesach because it's chametz. Besides the animal, the 10 of the loaves that accompany the carbon are chametz. You don't bring it on Pesach. So he says, on the 14th, on Erev Pesach, this signal that they made, this sign that they made with the two loaves, and you take one away at 10 o'clock, and and, uh, and you take the second one away at 11 o'clock in the morning to show everybody what time it was, that sign was made out of uh, lachme toda, two loaves of toda that were puzzled. They were puzzles. Because my puzzles, why are they puzzles? Why puzzles? Why are they dafka puzzles? What happened was this. They couldn't, they couldn't bring it on. They didn't bring carbon. You don't bring it on Pesach. What about Erev Pesach? You could bring it in the morning, but it was better not to, as we'll see. And therefore, they brought a lot of carbon. All the people that had bring a carbon toda any time in the next week over Pesach, they would bring it on the 13th. 
Okay, and there were so many, therefore, some of the bread just got left over. Now, carbon totem is only eaten for one day and a night. Carbon shlomim is eaten for two days and a night, and there's no breads with it, unless it's kivzi atzeres, but, but the uh, a regular toda has the breads with it, and it's only eaten for one day and a night. Same thing with the breads. So if you brought it on the 13th and you didn't finish the breads or the animal by the morning of the 14th, alosa shachar, it was possibly in its nosar. So what happens is that because there were so many breads, some got puzzled from the day before to Tanya. The Bryson says in Beitza, you don't bring a carbon toda on, on, Chag, on Chagamatzos because it's Chametz Shabbat. Obviously, it's Chametz. You can't bring a carbon toda. Carbon toda is not bail without the loaves. And some of the loaves are Chametz. So you can't bring a carbon toda during Pesach. So isn't that Pshita? So obviously, obviously you can't bring it there. I need a bracer to tell me, guess what? You can't bring chametz on Pesach. <laughs> we know the Allah is a Pesach, right? And we know that carbon toda has chametz in it. So what are you telling me? You can't bring a carbon toda during Pesach? That's pretty obvious. Um, Ravada Salikma over there says, no, we're not talking about on Pesach. We're talking about on the 14th of of Nisan, Erev Pesach. So you might think Erev Pesach, he could still eat chametz, so he could bring a carbon toad in the morning. But he says, Viksavr, he holds, Ein Mavin, Kachon, Beis, Absul. It's a shal, it's a Doraisa, Drabonim, Pashim, it's a Drabonim. You don't bring, what does that mean? Kachon, he could be eaten a whole day and a night, and here you'd only be able to eat the chametz, uh, the, the loaves, until noon, which diminishes really three, three quarters of the day, because <clears throat> regular carbon you eat the whole day, and the whole night following it. Here, you can only eat till noon of that day. So most of the day is... is like, so you don't, you don't bring... You don't put yourself in a situation where the kachim will become puzzle. So don't bring a carbon that day, except for Mavian kachim, day subsul. In other words, he holds that cheetahs. We'll see, it's not, a, not universal. Not, not everybody holds of it. But he says, hey, you can't bring a carbon... Uh, you don't bring a carbon toda even on your dalit. Why? Not because you couldn't technically. You could bring it and eat it right away. But you don't do that because you might not eat it all right away. And then the kachim will be puzzled to be eaten. You can't eat the chametz after afternoon. So, everybody brings carbon todas on the 13th. It's like everybody's got to get it in. You know, it's like people have to say uh, if you have to... Um, you know, go to the basic forest, people are going to Nisan, or, or you have to make a Kelmole. So everybody does a Kelmole, you know, Erev, Erev, Shadish Nisan, because they can't do it in Nisan. So you're also, they have to bring all the covered stones, have to be brought on the, on the 13th of Nisan. Mutoshem Rubus, and since there's so many, there's so many that were left over. Ratosis takes issue with this whole, with this whole idea because <clears throat> the carbon totic can be eaten by even by Azor. It doesn't be a coin, so it necessarily doesn't sound right that it should be Nifsalina. That's how that's the There's so many of them, some of the breads got left over. So therefore, that's what he means. There's always on the Adalit of the morning, on the morning of the 14th, there's always plenty of leftover breads from Carbonos Toto that were brought the day before. So and they're no, so now you can't eat them. So we'll use them as the signal. Put them up on the roof, we'll use two of them as a the signal. That's the first opinion. He says they they were really Kosher, what does that mean? They weren't Nifsel Belina. So, according to Rashi, Rashi's Mashma, that he holds it, they could have been brought on the 14th in the morning. Obviously, you can't bring them on Pesach, it was Chomets, right? But you could bring them on the 14th in the morning. That's how Rashi and Tosis disagrees. But Rabbi, I'm so they were really Kosher. They didn't, they didn't, the carbon, the carbon. But what, is it, what, what, what happens with the carbon tota? You shech the carb, you set aside the breads, you prepare the breads. The breads now have Kedushas Domen. You could be potent them. They're not yet Kedushas Guf. Kedushas Guf, an animal has Kedushas Guf. You can't be potent unless it has a mum. Now, <clears throat> once you, what, what makes the breads Kedushas Guf, that they're mamish like part of the carbon, when you shech the carbon, 
When can you eat them? When can you eat the breads? When you can eat the carbon, meaning after Zerika Saddam. Remember, you had Shechita Kabbalah, Zerika Saddam. Okay, so what happens over here was, Sir Yanai says, over here, these, they weren't puzzle Belina. We're not talking about where you shechted them the day before. This is our Rashi, it's not Tosis. That you shechted them the day before, and now, now you can't eat them anymore. They're puzzle Belina. No, they were really basically kosher. They're called puzzle because, because they're car- the, the carbon toda that, that they accompany wasn't shechted yet. So therefore, you can't eat them yet. They're kosher. You just, uh, you can't eat them yet. So shech them now. The animal got lost. <laughs> so, so, so bring another, bring another animal and shech that. The Amr Zu Torah Speaking where he said, this is the Toda, I set aside this Toda, and this is its lechem. And since the Toda was lost, you can't, you can never eat the bread. If the bread is lost, let's say the bread is lost, okay, so you could bring another, other loaves of bread, other 40 loaves, right? Uh, maybe lechem acher. Of the Toda, but if the Toda is lost, you can't bring another one for these breads. My timer. Lechem glal toda. The lechem is brought because of the toda. In other words, the lechem is subsidiary to the toda. The toda is the main part of the carbon. Vein toda glal lechem. So, therefore, what happened was this. This lechem was, so to speak, belonged to a certain animal. And this animal uh, was gone. So you couldn't bring it. So therefore, you couldn't bring it. Lechem glal toda, vein toda glal lechem. And therefore, since the toda was gone, you lost this animal. You can't, uh, you can't shech, you, you can't eat the bread. You'll never be able to eat the bread. The bread only becomes mutter to be eaten. It only becomes kadosh with kadosh as a goof when you shech the animal. The animal's gone. It's lost. You can't shech the animal. It only becomes mutter to eat after you zorik the dam of it. So the Gemara says, v'nifr If it's not yet kadosh as because you haven't shechted the carbon to include these, and the, and the shech of the carbon, would sancti, would, would, would help for the carbon and to be, and to sanctify the breads. So you could be part of the bread. If you give, uh, if you give uh, wood, money, uh, diamonds, whatever, to the base of Migdash, you could, as Kedusha's Dhamma, you could be potent. It doesn't have to be, only Kedusha's Guf needs a mum. This doesn't, so be potent, let it go out to Chum, what's your problem? Why do you say these breads can be used? Well, they're psulos, they're really, they're just not, they, you can't eat them, so therefore it's called uh, psulos. So be potent, what do you, what do you, these breads, are, they're regular breads, why do you have to leave them in the base of at all? So it doesn't make sense. The answer is, he says, I tell you what, the, you did shech the carbon for it. But so they became holy as soon as you shechted it. Listen carefully. You became, the breads became Kedusha Zaguf as soon as you shechted it. But you couldn't eat it because they were never zarked and I've never sprinkled the dam on the Mizbeach because the dam got, got spilt out by mistake. The two things that are matir, the breads to be eaten, Right and the and the animal to be eaten mal and zebeloze one without the other still makes them kadosh. What does that mean? Either shechita or zrika. The tanya kifsiat seris on shvuas when they bring the kifsiat seris, which is a carbon seaboard, ein mekach, and they also have shteya lechem that's brought with them. That's also that's one of the two kinds of lechems that have that are chametz kifsiya uh, the toda and the kif, and the shteya lechem that come with the kifsiat seris on shvuas ein mekach nesal lechem ela b'shechita. You only makadosh lechem when you when you do shechita. That's makdish lechem, as we said before. It's makadosh lechem, right? Makdish lechem. Kate said shecht on l'shmar. Let's say you did proper shechita. You shechted l'shem the right carbon for this carbon. V'zarak dam l'shmar. You did the zrikas adam kiddush lechem. Then lechem it can be eaten, etc. It's kosher. Shecht on l'shmar. Let's say you shechted the animal shelo l'shmar. So then it's not a good carbon. Ow, it can still be eaten. Remember, it's 
it's it's kosher, except it's not all about Shem Chovah, so it's not really Kivsi Yatzeris anymore, it's a regular Shlomim. So Shechem Shaloshman, Vazar Gdam Shaloshman, Lo Kiddush Alechem. Because since you didn't have a proper Shechita, the bread is not Kaddish either, it's not Kaddish Kedushas Haguf. And the animal can be eaten, but just like any other animal, except for a chatos and a pesach. Remember, beginning is vachim. All karbonos that yeshechted shelol lishma are kosher, but lolo alabam shemchovi, not yotze with them. So here too, so it's a shlom. You could just eat it, but it, but but the lechem is not kadosh. All right, shachtum lishma. Let's say you shechted the animal lishma v'zarak damin shelol lishma, but this rika wasn't proper. Lechem kadosh ve'ena kadosh. What does that differ every year? It's kadosh. What does it mean? It's kadosh. It has kedushas a goof. Rashi in the widest lines. Lepasal biyotzei v'shleifta. You can't be put. It has kedushas a goof. You can't take it out of the base of mikdash. Ve'ena kadosh. But you can't be eat it yet. You can't eat it because you didn't have a proper zrika. So that's Rebbe. So then as the Chari, this goes like Rebbe, who says that what? That either one is maktashit. The shchit alone is maktashit. But since the Zerika's dam was not there, you can't eat it. So that's what he says. That's what's talking about over here, where you did Shechita, so, so it has Kedushas Aguf, but you can't eat it. So it's not Pasul Belina, like from yesterday, if it was Shechted on Yudalit, now it's overnight. No, this was Shechted on Yudalit in the morning, the way Rashi owns. You Shechted in the morning. It doesn't necessarily hold of a Mavi and Tarl Lebeis Absul, or he did it anyway, whatever happened. You're not supposed to, but he did it. Shechted on the 14th in the morning. It's not Pasul yet. Why? Because it's not possible, Enoch, it didn't stay overnight. But you have to wait, you can't eat it, yeah, because it's Kaddish and it can't be eaten. So the heart goes like, Rebbe, Rebbe Lezer, Shimon says, no, lo lemena Kaddish alechem, ach yishchit lishman v'yishchit domshman. So the heart, Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Shimon disagrees with Rebbe in this sense, and he says, no, you know what? If you didn't do shechita and zrika, it's not, it's not, the lechem is not Kaddish at all, and you could be poted, it doesn't have Kaddish as a goof. So the Chorah goes like Rebbe, not like Rebbe Lezab. Something more, so no, I feel Tim Rebbe I could even say that this that we're talking about here, where you shechted it and you didn't do Zerika yet, could even go like Rebbe Shimon. Why? The dam wasn't totally destroyed immediately. You did Kabbalah. You did Shechita Kabbalah and, and, and you're Makabal the dam in a kos in a proper cup in a, in a Mizrach. Vinishbach, and then it got spilled out. Rebbe Shimon, he holds like his father, Reb Shimon, Reb Lezer, Reb Shimon. This is Reb Lezer, Reb Shimon, not Reb Lezer, but us. Reb Lezer, Reb Shimon holds like like his father, Reb Shimon. The Amar Kala Omer Lizra Kazarak Dami. In other words, if it's about to be sprinkled, it's as if it is sprinkled, and therefore, and therefore, it could very well be, it could very well be that it has kedushas aguf. In other words, since you did shechita and Kabbalah, it has kedushas aguf even according to Reb Lezer, Reb Shimon. Reb Lezer, Reb Shimon says you have to have shechita and zrika. But if it was about to be Nizrak, in order for it to be kadosh, in order to kedushas aguf, even if it's about to be sprinkled, that also has kedushas aguf. That's as if it was sprinkled. However, lamaisa it wasn't sprinkled because then it was spilt out, so you never can eat it. If you didn't have zri- if you didn't have zrika, you can't eat. You can't eat the carbon. You can't eat the, the bread. And therefore, this sheet, this that we're saying now in Ravyanai, the Ravyanai says really they were kosher, meaning they weren't nosar. The breads were not nosar left over from yesterday. The breads were from today, but you can't eat them for a different reason. You can't eat them. Why? Because you didn't have zrika sadam. It could even go like Rav Shimon. They were Kaddish Kedushas Aguf. If they weren't Kaddish Kedushas Aguf, you could be po to them. And they're not Kaddish anymore. Take them outside the base of Migdash. No. They were Kaddish because you did Shechita. And you did Kabbalah. And it was about to be. And therefore, the breads have Kedushas Haguf. Except you can't eat it because, there's, because then the dam got spilt out and you never did Zrikas, proper Zrikas Adam. Another sheet is Rablaz. It's not Rablaz Rabshim. This is a regular Rablaz Amru. The breads weren't even puzzled at all. The, the Mishnah, we had Mishra Buddha says they were two breads that were puzzled. That was the sign in the base of Migdash to let everybody know what time, when it's 10 o'clock, when it's 11 o'clock. No, they were kosher. 
Kozman, Shemunachas, Alkolam, when they were both there, everybody ate. If they were both there, that shows it wasn't yet 10 o'clock. Nitlachsman, if one of them was removed, Tolan, Loachim, Losarfin, you suspend, you can't eat, you don't burn, but you could you could sell them, you can give it to your animals, you could have anah. That means it's between 10 and 11. Nitlushtayin, if they were both removed, that's a sign that it's 11 o'clock. Yeshil, Kozman, they had to burn it. Tanya Abishol says it wasn't done with two breads sitting on the roof of the colonnade in the base of Migdash, but there were there, there were two animals, Hayu. There were two there were two cows that were plowing that were that were plowing on Haramishra, that's Harazasim, opposite Harbais. Everybody could see it when you're standing there, everybody could see Harazasim. Kosman Shishtan question while they were both plowing, that's a sign that you could still it wasn't ten o'clock yet. Nitlasachismayan at ten o'clock they removed one of the two animals. Everybody saw now there's only one animal, right? Tolan, they suspended, low ochim low sorfin. You didn't have to burn it yet, but you could have an all. You can give it to your animals or sell. Nitlushtan, if both animals were removed, then it's chilom kolom sorfin. Then everybody that's a sign that it was eleven o'clock and everybody had to burn the chametz. It's Arab Pesach, time to burn the chametz. All right, tomorrow, Staf is Daf Yudal. This is the famous Rabchanina Skanakhanim. For the next week, we're going to be dealing with Tuma. I sent out a, uh, I sent out by email. If you didn't get it, let me know. I'm not sure if I have everybody on the email list. I sent out a list of the, um, not a list, a, a, a sort of a synopsis, a very, a very detailed synopsis of all the lachas of Tuma. And the next, uh, of, it's like a, a, a syllabus to ter- take you through the next week if you want to study that. Um, I, I sent it out to the people on my list, but if other people are listening on the podcast and send me your email, uh, send me a, a, a note and I, will, um, and I will send that to you if I don't have your email. My email is very simple. It's ephraim.schreibman at gmail.com. Ephraim.schreibman at gmail.com. And I'll send you that attachment um, if you didn't get it yet. On Sunday, Mir Tashem, we're going to start on the fifth line on Daftesvav. So make sure on Shabbos you learn. It's very important to learn this Shabbos' daf. Don't skip it because it'll be very hard to understand uh, the Gemara going for, further from there. On daf, hey, on daf tes, uh, Tesvav, the fifth line, Hey Rab Yoshua. That's where we'll start on Sunday morning in Mirza Shem. Shabbat Shalom Lekulam. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you. Shabbos.